Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Give the Beans wherever you are in the world. I hope that you are well. At the time of recording, it is the 24th of April um, and I'm just off the back of a doubleheader weekend with clients competing Saturday and Sunday, um, mostly in Scotland, but we also had one down south. It was a phenomenal weekend, one that saw um, 15 top threes, a couple of overalls, a couple of pro cards, and for the most part, we captured it all in film. Um, Emily from 44 Visuals was with uh, myself and athletes at the Scottish shows, which was NABA Scotland on the Saturday and um, UKUP Scotland on the Sunday. Um, it's been an incredible run um, at the Scottish season. There is one show left, um, BPA, uh, this coming Sunday, which I've got one client doing. However, it, this sort of last weekend was the last one I had of, you know, four one weekend, five one weekend, six one weekend, and six again, and then five. Um, and across the past five weeks, it's just been an incredible start to the season for the brand. Uh, obviously, we only launched Prep Coach UK launched the week before the season, but in the first five weeks of the season, we do have uh, 32 firsts, 17 seconds, eight thirds, uh, five overalls, eight pro cards. And if you were to tell me like that we we would have had that at the start, um, like before the scene started, you know, I'm not sure I would have believed you. I would have believed that we would have done um, incredibly well, of course. But if you came and said, Vaughn, by the way, you know, you guys as a, as a brand will have 57 top threes, um, 32 of which was our first, uh, would be incredible. You know, me, me personally, as a coach, I only had a couple of overalls to my name um, before the season started. And, and now already, um, this season alone, there's been four. And, you know, overalls are an incredibly hard achievement to, to accomplish. You not only have to win your class, but then you have to beat beat the whole, uh, you know, everyone else in the show. Um, and it's just been, like, such an epic journey. And I've been so proud of each and every single one of the athletes that have represented themselves. But, of course, obviously represent uh, me and the brand Precos UK. It's just been, um, it's just been phenomenal. Um, the past five weeks, you know, I've, it's been the epitome of bodybuilding to me. I've seen... Um, some really tough and hard losses, hard to take losses. I've seen some heartwarming wins, some thrilling overalls, um, and some close battles. And it's been like I've loved every every minute of it. Um, and man, it, it gets me, it pulls on the heartstrings and, and gets uh, my emotions so up and down. And I was like, said to my wife, I was like, I'm, I'm getting old for this event. This is aging me. <laughs> I was like, this isn't good. Like when you're sitting. And you just see a result happening, and you could see a, like a class win unfolding, an overall unfolding. My heart is literally pounding at my chest, um, but it's really just been an incredible run. Um, we're still at this present moment in the twenty twenty three season, leading the UK in top threes. And I think that'll be there for a, another few weeks anyway. Um, but now it sort of tails off where we still have athletes competing, but it's maybe one or two each weekend now, opposed to that sort of such intense running. But the same thing will happen again next year. Already, the team in Scotland. Uh, that, that we've got for the Scottish season. Again, it's a similar amount of competitors, if not more. Um, but I digress on to the topic of today's podcast, which is speaking about FemTest. So for those of you that don't know, um, particularly in the UK over the past two or three years, like FemTest within the bodybuilding community has, like its usage has rapidly increased. And if you're not sure what that is, it's like um, the female version of testosterone anthe, it's just lower dosed. But its popularity has stemmed from the industry becoming just more educated on the use of performance enhancing drugs in the female bodybuilding community um, and how to do it in like a safer manner. Um, you know, the safer model approach coined by uh, Victor Black um, has swept the UK by storm. Um, and it's, that's one of the main reasons why 
uh, you're seeing increases in femtest, uh, uh, the usage of femtest across the UK and females. However, there are many girls out there who are going to be taking it and they're just kind of unaware of how it works, its side effects, its potential risks, and sometimes its potential benefits that, that lie out with bodybuilding too. So this, this podcast here really is um, just to discuss the use of steroids within uh, female bodybuilders, obviously specifically like that, that use of Femtest. You know, the theory behind how it works, the side effects, the potential benefits of the bodybuilding and the risks that kind of go alongside it. But what I must say, a little disclaimer as always, is that this podcast here should be just taken as theoretical, um, it's for educational purposes only and should not be deemed advice in any way. And if you are looking to, um, you know, perhaps go down that route, please contact another professional or someone that knows what they're talking about. Um, that's a little disclaimer I have to put in. And of course, someone knows what they're talking about, I hope. By now, you'd say it's me. So if you're thinking about using it, you're unsure, drop me a message, um, a DM on Instagram, and we can have a little bit of a chat. Or you can book in for an educational consult and we can chat about more in detail um, with any sort of blood work that you have. But I'm sure that many of you can relate that uh, this is a sort of like steroids in female, um, female body. It's a very delicate uh, topic to talk about. And it was kind of a subject that was very taboo for many, many years and largely only really spoken behind closed doors. But what that meant was it meant it left many women kind of like in the dark on how to use it um, and how not to use it, I suppose, as well. And what it kind of led to was many of those females being treated as like many male bodybuilders and due to, to poor coaching or uneducated coaching, they were left with irreversible sides. Um, and it's just a real shame. However, as I said, you know, I think in the past two or three years, that taboo nature of, of that, the steroid use in females is drastically reduced and I think that it's, it's really been why has that happened is due to just many females discussing their usage on podcasts forums um, but the safer use of modular, modular approach from Victor Black which we've all kind of learnt from um, it's sort of been passed down right between coaches um, within, within the UK um, and we kind of see less instances now of women experiencing those sides um, and in general because of the increased usage, like the standard of athletes are rising um, due to their like increased levels of muscularity, etc, uh, etc. Et but many of you are kind of in right form, that's cool, but how the fuck does it work? So as I said, test in simple terms, is low-dose testosterone and anthate. I'm going to call it TESD for short. If you hear me refer to TESD, that's what I'm referring to. And this is just a manufactured version of the male sex hormone attached to an ester, which gives it a long half-life. Now, what does that mean? It just means a long half-life means that it takes a long time for that drug, half of the half the drug to be completed out of your system. Um, and in this case, that's roughly about 14 days. Why is that good? Why is that relevance? Well, um, if you used a drug that had a shorter ester, you'd need to inject it more, right? So in this sense, without being long half-life, it can be injected, let's say, one to two, maybe three times across the week, probably roughly about two. Um, Testy that males use is like 300 milligrams per mil, whereas fem test is like 10 milligrams per mil. You're kind of thinking like, well, why is the female dosage so low compared to the males? It's going to take a long time to describe, but please stick me on with this. Or please stick with me on this one. So the natural, you know, testosterone level uh, of a female or blood concentration levels of testosterone is roughly between 0.6 to 2 nanomole per liter. The nanomole per liter is just a form of units. If you don't know what that means, fuck it off, just think, right, 0.6 to 2. Now, of course, that will vary from person to person, like where they lie on the scale due to their genetics, but also age can come into uh, to play with that as well. Um, 
with as women age, their testosterone levels will naturally decrease. Now, that's a big range, right? 0.6 to 2. So let's use an example and say, right, if we were to run blood work and found that uh, a female that we ran on our blood work had a reading of about 0.7, this sort of safer model approach would tell us, right, we have room to push her from 0.7 to 2, which is kind of roughly the top end of the natural range, right? So that would be, how would we do that? Well, we would use FemTest to do it. So by increasing their test to the, the testosterone levels to the top end of that natural range, we're allowing them to recover better, train harder, add more muscle mass, etc, etc. But it should also mean because you're staying within the natural range, um, you should see like zero to little side effects. Because the the side effects that stem from steroid use in females are like accumulated time of exposure spent out with the natural range over the course of like years. So if you're not sure, like again, I'm not sure what I mean by that. Go back to that 0.6 to 2 an animal per liter. Let's say a female were to spend time at 4 or 3, 3 or 4 an animal per liter. Um, and she did that for a long period of time. Then she start to see some viralization. By viralization, I mean it's a condition which females develop male characteristics such as deepening of their voice, oily skin, facial hair growth, hard jawline or clitoral enlargement. Um, but as I said, it's well known that viralization only comes from um, the amount of time spent out with the natural range over the course of a long time. So let's say like years. So let's say if you were to push yourself out with the natural range for a short period of time, let's say six to eight weeks, um, you shouldn't expect to see size. But then if you start to say, right, well, you've consistently stayed out with the range for 10 weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, right, okay, you maybe start noticing a little bit of change in your voice or whatever, um, but think of it more as like time time exposure accumulated out with that natural range over the course of years. Like you want to spend as much time or more time off girls as you like, off as you do on, and by when I say off, I mean um, out with the natural range. You want to try and stay in that as much as you can. But let's go back to those difference in dosages, and this is where you'll understand what I mean. If we were to prescribe, let's say, two to three milligrams of... Um, to a female who's of, of FemTest, to that same female added 0.7, that would maybe be enough to take her up to, to two nanomol per litre or thereabouts. But you, of course, would confirm that through blood work, get some feedback, adjust accordingly. Now, you could easily withdraw um, that sort of two or three milligrams out of a solution that's 10 milligram per mil, right? Easy enough to do if you're going to be ejecting one milligram at a time, 0.1 mil. However, you totally could not do that from a solution that was 300 meg per mil, right? So this is why FemTest is dosed significantly less than, than male test E. So if you're a female and you've just got Big Davey down the gym trying to sell you a bottle of his test E and 300 milligram per mil, like he don't know what the fuck he's talking about and tell him to, to go get in the sea because you do not want to be taking that whatsoever. Instead, um, you know, source it from a reputable, uh, reputable source, um, and that, that you can guarantee it's going to be as what it says on the tin. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, it is, you know, when we inject steroids, it is our choice of what we are putting in our body, right? That's that's our choice and we should be, what's the word I'm looking for here? We're accountable for that. So if you know willingly that you're injecting more than not, then, you know, it's our own fault if we experience any sides. But some of you are kind of wondering, like, Vaughn, well, that sounds, that sounds okay, but is it really safe? Um I think anything we do in bodybuilding, um, particularly taking steroids, you could never say that that is safe. 
Like, never, ever, ever could you say that's safe. I 100% agree with anyone that says so. However, like, we can choose to do it in, like, a smart and a safer way. If we know that women are wanting to use performance-enhancing drugs, I personally would rather they, they be educated on the matter um, and they're not in the dark and we can avoid them causing any unnecessary damage to their health, femininity, and the you know and, and experience zero irreversible sides because that's the thing ladies like if you get side effects long-term sides like they're irreversible um it, you simply can't go back right if you get a chiseled jawline that's it you got a chiseled jawline for life um but one thing i think we must like put forward is that there's no short-term data or even long-term data on um what i've just described the whole pushing you up to the, the top of your natural range um it is for the most part still theory, however, it's been put into practice extensively in the last two or three years within the bodybuilding scene to to, seem, to have great success, right? And now, of course, all those that have been taken past two or three years are effectively guinea pigs, right? Um, and we won't know long term, and you never know long term, have long term data, but you like, as the as time goes on, and the, the bodybuilding community in the UK is quite um, close, everything's kind of shared, and if it doesn't work, we'll know about it and it'll be canned, but for just now, it's working quite well, and girls are not experiencing any sides um, but one thing I must say is that we're all individual and how every one of us reacts putting steroids into our body can be radically different if you're a guy listening to this you'll know exactly what I mean that the same drug can have one effect on you and a different effect on your body well same thing in females like so we can't guarantee I think it would be like irrational and wrong to say so that if we used Femtest on a female pushed her to the end of our natural range that she wouldn't see any side effects over a long period of time Bear in mind that Femtest is usually used like year round. What I mean by that, again, go back to that example of that female that's at 0.6 or 0.7 nanomol per litre. And she's been there her whole life. Her body's just used to that. If you then push her to 2 nanomol per litre, that's something like an extra 230% more testosterone in her body than it's ever been used to. Like, Can we actually say, right, over a long period of time, like a year, you won't see any sides? I don't think you can conclusively, can conclusively there we go, um, say that but I think what we can do is we can agree that any size the experience would be far less far 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 less than you would see if you spent time consistently out with that range where if you spent time out with that range you would more, most definitely uh, be experiencing some of those undesirable side effects uh, that we discussed um, I also think it's worthwhile chucking in is it safe like well think about as guys we, we push our test run levels up quite significantly with our range so the side effects that we see on our health and by that I mean the like the reduced liver enzymes the reduced kidney functioning increased hematocrit um, reduced uh, levels of you know your good cholesterol you maybe won't see them as quite significantly um, though or those markers be interrupted or uh, off if you're a female using femtest but there may be some slight skewing again it's all individual um, but with, I think with the right supplementation, um, these can be really easily controlled. Um, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, however, if you're a guy and you're taking a lot of gear, you, there's just some markers of your health you're never going to be on top of when you're blasting. Um, but again, with the female side of things, it's this safer usage model we're preaching. And we should be able to stay on top of those sides. Uh, I also think another key point, um, and probably arguably the most significant, is the effect that raising your testosterone levels will have, ladies, on your menstrual cycle. Um, 
a normal functioning menstrual cycle is regulated by that delicate balance of hormones um, and those hormones will fluctuate across the month um, which is going to help lead to ovulation you know the, the release of an egg uh, the maturation of that egg and eventually if that egg's not fertilized menstruation right so if we know that right it's this delicate balance between estrogen rising and then falling and increasing progesterone um, if a female to increase their testosterone levels it will lead to a disruption of that cycle because testosterone itself is going to be able to be converted um, we call it aromatized to estrogen right so what you're doing ladies um, is you'll not like you you will experience increased levels of estrogen in your body by taking um fem test or you know testosterone testosterone anti like we're saying um now girls if you think about the hormonal birth con hormonal birth control it's usually progesterone based and it lowers levels of levels of estrogen well it's estrogen is the one that kind of helps to trigger to help to trigger ovulation if you want to know more about that head over to youtube and look at the menstrual cycle and physique development video i did um a long long time ago but just prep coach uk menstrual cycle and that will come up um, so as you then increase levels of estrogen, you may ovulate. So if you're taking fem test and hormonal birth control, it's not it, it, there's not a guarantee like that you that, that the pill will be effective. It could be that you do ovulate and before you know it, you fall pregnant, and of course that's a risk that you do take. So if you are going to use fem test, be careful with your levels of um, be careful with your birth control. Um, it's just what I'm kind of getting at. But some of you may be wondering uh, that, well, Vaughn. I actually have PCOS and I have higher levels of um, testosterone anyway. And you know, for, for what I just described is why those girls with PCOS have irregular cycles because they have a bit more testosterone in their body, they have a little bit more, uh, little more estrogen and it kind of throws off the menstrual cycle and gives them irregular periods across the month. So the take home message, ladies, is that is it safe? Well, it's safer doing it this way uh, than just being like, oh, you know, Big Davy told me to take a bit of test, a bit of trend, some D-ball and all this shit, you know, like, if you're going to do it, you know, I'm all for it, I fucking love steroids, steroids are great, but please think about the decisions that you make now, um, the effect they'll have on your body in the next five to ten years, uh, particularly, you know, if you are thinking about childbearing or you're only going to do bodybuilding for a long period of time, is it worth it? Um, etc etc so you got to make that decision right but bear in mind what we're doing is we're trying to keep you within your natural range and minimize anything uh, any sort of sides and allow you to get uh, absolutely fucking jacked in the meantime but i think one thing we need to maybe discuss is just the benefits out with bodybuilding particularly for those females that are have low levels of testosterone anyway or are particularly maybe perimenopausal or menopausal um, testosterone supplementation in females is not something that's new it's been around for a long period of time if you look at some of those females that are perhaps perimenopausal or menopausal um, they'll be receiving hormonal uh, replacement therapy and some of which of that could potentially be low levels of testosterone you might be thinking well why are they experiencing that um, and the reason is if those testosterone levels are too low there can be several implications uh, of that on health and if you want reference to any studies or whatnot go check out the article that is on the website prepcoachuk.com but it's well evident that women um, menopausal women or perimenopausal women experience uh, low mood, low energy, low sex drive. Um, and then those females that are uh, that have been um, using like supplementing supplementing uh, testosterone replacement therapy, um, gen generally experience a reduction in fatigue, 
um, a reduction in depression symptoms, as well as an increased sex drive and increased, increased and improved mood. Now, with low levels of testosterone can come a decreased uh, bone density and therefore an increased risk of osteoporosis. Therefore, if we are increasing levels of testosterone, we're reducing this risk of osteoporosis and increasing bone mineral density. One that's going to maybe be a hot topic and one that would be up for discussion would be um, the effect that increased levels of testosterone may have on improving your cholesterol uh, levels. Now, hear me out on this one, guys. In perimenopausal and menopausal women, estrogen rapidly decreases, right? Now, what this does is estrogen supports um, your kind of quote-unquote good cholesterol. So when we see this decrease in uh, decrease estrogen, we see this increase in LDLs, low-density lipoproteins, also known as your bad cholesterol, um, and a decrease in the HDLs, or high-density lipoproteins, which are called the good cholesterol. So, therefore, if we give them small amounts of testosterone, increase that's naturally going to increase the estrogen level, which is then going to support that production of good cholesterol and reduction of uh, kind of bad cholesterol. Now, of course, if you go too high with those levels of testosterone, you're going to have the completely opposite effect, right? Similar to effect if it was low, but if it's on the sweet spot, you should see an improvement. Um, I also think we can discuss the re- there could be a restoration of the menstrual cycle. In women who have perhaps lost their period due to extremity dieting, those is uh, also known as hypothalamic amenorrhea, um, tend to have really low levels of circulating estrogen. And I've seen it multiple times over the years that women who perhaps use FemTest, slowly increase their testosterone levels, will therefore increase their estrogen levels, and all of a sudden, boom, the body's like, right, there's your menstrual cycle, um, simply because they have increased the levels of estrogen within the body. But what I must say is that you don't have to do that to restore your cycle. It's just an inter- interesting point. Um, to put, obviously, it's a benefit with bodybuilding. And I suppose the last one, which is kind of related to, to bodybuilding, is that it is worth noting that low levels of testosterone in the perimenopausal and menopausal women can increase the levels of body fat, right? So therefore, by increasing their testosterone levels, we can kind of see a reduction um, in body fat and an increase in lean muscle mass. Um, you might not be a perimenopausal or menopausal woman, uh, but you, you could be a female with low testosterone levels. So... Therefore, by if you did use testosterone, some of those benefits I just described um, may you know, you may get a benefit from them. But you're taking it because obviously you want to get jacked, but it maybe helps you um, restore your cycle, uh, reduce risk of osteoporosis, increase uh, your sex drive, or whatever it may be. You know, you kind of get the added extras that kind of come with that use of FemTest. So it feels like I've just literally went blah and just thrown all that out there and was talking very, very fast and listened back to myself. However, um, if you are unsure, please just go back and, and replay a lot of what I said, especially the ones I was talking very fast. Or if you need something written down, go to the website and check out the article that literally says FemTest. One thing that I would add, um, what we sometimes tend to see in, um, in the body industry is that you can potentially see some clients that may have uh, PCOS but also endometriosis, right? Let's say if you had endometriosis, um, that in itself usually can be, it gets worse when levels of estrogen are higher because um, it's that estrogen that's promoting that endometrial uh, tissue growth, right? So let's say if you take the FemTest, it aromatizes estrogen, estrogen levels are higher across the, the year, right? You are promoting the growth of that endometrial tissue. So again, you must weigh up the risk 
um, the risk and reward of kind of taking it. If you've got PCOS, you probably naturally have higher testosterone levels anyway. Run your blood work, see where it's at, because you might find girls with PCOS, some of them may sit two and a half to three anyway, so they're already above the natural range. So with you, with you ladies, there'd be zero point for you to take fem tests, right? Yes, you could potentially use um, some Anovar and sporadic bouts across the year, maybe six to eight week bouts across the year or premastate tabs, um, but remember that would be pushing you even further up from the range that you're already out of um, and if you do have PCOS you'll know all about those sort of uh, the oily skin and stuff like that some of those sites that I mentioned earlier on in the podcast but I think if you were to summarize it you would say that that use of testosterone um, supplementation in females over recent years has drastically increased the theory behind the use of fem tests in particular is that it's going to push you to the top end of your natural range minimizing side effects and allowing you to add more muscle mass over time. There is potential side effects on your health and I guess there's no way to conclusively guarantee that you won't see any potential size or vitalization, albeit very minimal. However, there can be a range of benefits to your health um, if you are already experienced low levels of testosterone. And if you are thinking of supplementing testosterone and you're unsure of what to do, contact a medical professional or someone that knows what I'm talking about, aka myself, and we can have a little bit of a chat. So that is it from me, guys. Just remember that if you have any questions, the quickest way you probably get in touch with me is through Instagram or uh, click the link in my bio, inquire via the link or inquire on the website. Remember that the past five weeks, um, we are leading the UK in regards to top threes. For the current moment, like I know that'll change, but it's pretty damn cool stat to say. Um, and if you are thinking about competing, albeit whether it be this year or next, join a winning team. Remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.